Merry Christmas, friends, and thanks for listening. On today's episode, Amanda and I take turns reading each other's short stories. We each um, picked out a poem and wrote a short like Christmas memory. So Amanda read mine and I read hers. And then we just talked for a few minutes after our work shift about um, this time of year, Christmas memories, what matters to us and what we are letting go of. And um, (coughs) I do have to say that I was so tired when we recorded this um, that really I had a hard time putting sentences together and being coherent. But I decided to leave it because I think you, my friends, will relate and can just give me some grace and maybe understand feeling a little scattered this time of year. We're coming up on the last two weeks before Christmas and what a few things I want you to know is, let's see, the holiday market is December 19th, the Tuesday from four to eight. There'll be just some vendors with some really sweet homemade stuff and some snacks and some ornament making. And you just want to pop in, bring your kids and show up for a little bit of that. And um, I think you'll be really glad you did get some last minute shopping done. The 22nd, there'll be live music to Meredith Lane and her sister will be singing some Christmas music. And you won't want to miss that, even if you just come down for a drink or some food and sit and listen for a little bit. Um, also, we're going to be doing an Instagram giveaway. So make sure you're watching along and um, following us on Instagram and sharing with friends when you see that giveaway pop up. So I think that's it for news. And I really appreciate all of you being here and listening to our conversations. Cheers, friends. Okay. December. A thrill of hope. A weary world rejoices. I am weary, and at my age, I don't thrill, thank goodness. How does someone in my stage of life rejoice? By giving myself the freedom to do less, the art of noticing and lingering. If something resonates with me, I feel aligned in the moment. Like this time and place was made just for me and my people. Sit in it. Let it last a few minutes longer before moving on. Make memories, tell stories, ask questions. A Christmas memory. When Amanda and I were in our young 20s, we lived together with our other best friend, Jessica. On a snowy day, the week before Christmas, we decided it would be a gift to all to make a pile of Christmas cookies and sing loud carols while making deliveries around town to our college friends, my aunt, and a few lucky souls. The cookies were ugly, The singing made people extremely uncomfy, and they were held hostage while we sang our hearts out. The look of secondhand embarrassment creeping up their neck, like the basic gentlewoman that I was. I was never without my Ugg boots, boots with the fur. No matter that it was solid ice, and these are slippers that provide less traction than an ice skate, The night was marked with bad cookies, bad singing, and me falling on every porch and sidewalk we visited. Our hostages felt more pity than gratitude when they heard my breath leave my body as I did the splits on their porch. Thank God there was no social media back then. The Hot Mess Express was not ready for the gram. But 20 years later, it is one of my favorite Christmas memories. 
my two best friends and I have a long history of not taking ourselves too seriously and laughing our way through all the trauma, and I would be lost without them. Think back and tell some old, funny Christmas stories. Cheers, friends. Ready. You're ready for forgotten gravy. Okay. Forgotten gravy by Donna Ashworth. I love imperfectly mismatched rooms, homemade decorations, and trinkets that tell the stories of the past. I treasure impromptu gatherings with food rustled up from nowhere. It's always just enough. I see the beauty and the gifts handed over with words of, oh, it's nothing, or that simply means the giver cannot begin to convey how they really feel about you. I value both the quiet moments with the lights twinkle when the lights twinkle privately and the what is this raccoons 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 I need a piece of bread (laughs) (laughs) and the raccoons occasions when laughter fills the room I can't get enough of burnt carrots forgotten gravy and failed attempts at dessert because that's where the love lives in the imperfect in the messy in the real love lives in the forgotten gravy look for it oh i love that poem and lo another holiday season is upon us the kick off to the season of the week of thanksgiving i feel the building pressure begin for perfection making core memories for my kids and saying yes to every and all fun holiday experiences, all while intentionally observing Advent, of course. We're really only a few days in, but already the imperfections, messy, real abound. And real abound. The day before Thanksgiving, I spent the morning pouring all my love into making cinnamon rolls for my family, only to realize the next morning while we were all eating the said rolls that I had completely forgotten the cinnamon. Wade's 86-year-old grandma had to go to the ER on Thanksgiving after attempting to open a can of cranberries with a chef's knife. The result in a mere eight stitches and a cold dinner, but everyone tucked in close to the coffee and pie, and I remember stories afterwards. The day after Thanksgiving, we always load everyone up in the car and go out to Donovan's tree farm to find our tree. Every year, we have a blast, and every year, at least one kid says it's the worst day of the entire year and has a meltdown. This year, all four had meltdowns and declared the day terrible. Regardless, we still managed to have fun and get a tree up and trimmed. More of this for sure to, is sure to come over the next 20-something days of the season, and I'm on the lookout for it. The imperfect, the spontaneous, the messy, because what Donna Ashworth writes is beautiful and true. That's where the love lives. Look for it with me. A Christmas memory. Christmas was coming, and my brother and I were broke. We wanted to make some money and go shopping in the actual store that, that year and not the community craft bazaar that her mom would annually drop us off at. She would give us each a few dollars in an envelope, and then we, we would be given an hour or so to, do, to shop for people on our list. All the vendors would line their wares on tables, and it felt so magical and grown up to slowly walk to each stand 
and searched for just the right thing for people we loved, whose names were scrawled into our rumpled list. I would circle that bazaar several times, unfolding my list each time and scanning for the perfect gift. Once found and currency was exchanged, a group of grandmotherly ladies with white hair and holiday sweaters would wrap our purchases. We would leave the community center with plastic bags bulging with odd-shaped packages and tingling with excitement for Christmas morning. This worked for a few years until Dad started complaining about his cheap craft trinkets and we would that we would present to him. I guess he didn't appreciate the ceramic magnets or random wood carvings as much as we thought he would. Mom always oohed and awed over what probably seemed like the same wooden spoons or pot holders, but Dad couldn't fake what he didn't feel, and he did not care for our homemade kitchen he would have to display in his office for another year. So no community Christmas bazaar for us this year. We wanted to get Dad something nice. Neither of us was sure what we could both, we both knew we would need more than what our mom would slip into our envelopes. Thus began our snow removal business. The first couple neighbors we asked turned us down flat, so we struck, we struck on the genius idea of shoveling the first, then, then knocking to tell them the rate for our grateful neighbor. This worked once. We scooped and pushed and shoveled until we were sweetly out of breath, sweaty and out of breath. Then we rang Mr. McMurdo's doorbell showed him our impressive work and gave him our fee five bucks he smiled and paid us we couldn't believe it but as we walked away we heard him start up his four-wheeler with the plow attached to the front to clean up the mess we had made of his driveway and sidewalk the next neighbors we trudged towards lived across the field from us in a big white house they were elderly and lived alone prime pickings we plowed our way through the sidewalk that surrounded their house but just shook their but they just shook their heads at our exorbitant fee sorry kids they said with soft smiles that only elderly people can give we can't afford to pay you that but we can give you oranges at first we were both a little deflated but after an afternoon of wandering the neighborhood and clearing snow those oranges tasted really good we tugged our gloves off and dug our nails into the citrusy skin leaving bits of bright orange peel like a breadcrumb trail behind us i don't remember what we ended up buying our dad that year but i can still remember the burst of orange juice in our mouth and dribbling down my numb chin i can see the curl of smoke rising from our chimney across the field as we trudged towards home oh Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I am sweating profusely <laughs> after a shift at work. Let me just paint a picture. <laughs> Happy it. holidays, everyone. <laughs> it is um, December 2nd. Tonight felt special. We have Christmas music playing. Um, there was a Christmas parade that went in front of the restaurant during service and this sweet little girl came and wanted like a window seat so she could watch the parade and it was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both wrote pieces for the newsletter that told fun Christmas stories and kind of talked a little bit about the only way to enjoy Christmas is to take some of the pressure off of perfect and be okay with the mess. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> you okay with the mess and the not not caving to the pressures, but I just feel like yeah, every store you go in and everywhere you you look, there's just mounting pressure to make sure this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and then I think we do a lot of like parenting or reparenting ourselves and you want to give your kids like the memories and the moments. Mm-hmm. And then when they're ungrateful turds about it, then you're like so hurt, <laughs> bad. So it's really, I loved your story about your kids on the day you went to go get trees saying that it's the worst day ever. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, they all, all said it was the worst day ever. And then they all pulled it together and enjoyed it. I had a good but... time. Yeah. Also learning to roll with that and not take it too personally. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, your life is so terrible. <laughs> no. It took you to a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> um, so also the, the um, pressure we put on ourselves with the food. You and I own a restaurant and people will say to me all the time, especially visiting out of town family like oh well you're the food person and I'm like oh no no I'm not I have food people who work for me and I like food Mm -hmm. but this year um you can have pressure to either not cook for people or try and make it like the best ever and sometimes that will be kind of a a roadblock in the way of hospitality is like trying to make it so good or so nice you know so our friend molly we were talking about i always make this jello and everyone loves it and this year the jello like didn't set up and it was liquid and it was like a really weird (laughs) pepto-bismol shade of pink (laughs) and i think you could have like had a straw i think one of my kids graciously ate it but um you made cinnamon rolls and forgot the cinnamon yes that's a small detail, and I bet they were still really, really good. And um, then what happened to Molly? She Our friend like, Molly, she and I made cinnamon rolls on the same day. I forgot the cinnamon, and then she had her sitting out to for them to be able to eat, and their dog got up on the counter and ate the entire pan. So oh, nobody no. got to eat the cinnamon rolls but the dog. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure that this season will present us with lots and lots and lots of moments where we can stand at the crossroads and be like am I gonna be pissed is this gonna ruin the day or am Mm -hmm. I just gonna like laugh about it and move on and it's okay to be disappointed or mad but it definitely is I don't know such a memory maker just to roll with it and move on and realize everyone loves you whether things turn out well or not that's right. And there's always next year. There's always <laughs> next year. I'm, um... Those are the stories and the memories, though, that we talk about. Of, like, oh, my gosh, do you remember the time? You know? It's not like, do you remember that perfect Christmas? That year we had the perfect... Um, I We were both doing story work with um, Mike Iaconelli here in town. And I was with a group of ladies who were talking about their favorite meal and we all had to go around and talk about it and when this one lady was talking about her favorite meal was on christmas day but they had all of their family had gone out snowmobiling and by the time they got done snowmobiling something had happened with the food it was like i'm trying to remember all the details but like no stores were open there was no way for them to get any food and 
finally they were able to like knock on someone's door who owned like a general store in like McCall, Idaho. And he let them in to buy like bologna sandwich making food <laughs> or bologna sandwich making, you know, ingredients. And so they, for Christmas day made bologna sandwiches and she was like it was the best christmas you know mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that you're that's like i could cry about it or be like this is so good this is what we're <laughs> gonna amazing. do yeah that's true i was that brought to mind our best christmas meal to date was the year that our baby was in the hospital for three months and he was supposed to be on in on Christmas too but he started doing really well and they sent him home right before Christmas so we had no sleep no energy um he was still very fragile and on oxygen so we didn't have anyone over and we couldn't go anywhere so it was very unexpected so on Christmas Eve we just ran to Trader Joe's god bless it R.I.P. I miss you Trader Joe's Mm -hmm. and we grabbed like some steaks for the barbecue and some veggies and just like a few fun ingredients and the um, next day like the kids helped us and we put together like a very small meal and it wasn't even real traditional Christmas but it tasted so good and it it was like one of those magical days where our kids were like really mellow and happy and I think we were just so happy to not be eating hospital food and we were just like this was the best meal of our lives Mm, it felt very very magical Mm. it was steaks on the barbecue and veggies (laughs) but (laughs) like things just kind of don't always have to be like picturesque Mm -hmm. to be okay I mean I can still hear the like old person smoker oxygen tank in the background (laughs) we couldn't light any candles for fear of blowing our house up but it was just like oh this was a really special meal so wonderful beautiful thanks for listening i hope that you have some really warm cozy Christmas memory making to do in the next couple weeks and I just hope that somehow we can be a part of it. Cheers friends!